Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast, where two football diehard fans feel the joy and pain of being lifelong Washington fans. They will bring you an unapologetic and an occasional level-headed opinion. So hold on as we fight for old D.C. with your two favorite knuckleheads. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy and Gold Knuckleheads podcast. And right over there, as expected, is my main man, Reggie. You know what it is? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We've we've got another uh, another uh, good show for the listeners today. Yeah, man. We had the interview with Anthony Armstrong uh, the other day, and now we've got got another interview, but from another perspective. Yeah, yeah. So Anthony was to give a kind of a player perspective on training camp and kind of what the thoughts are, what players are going through, and with training camp um, starting, we want to give a different perspective on what, what it's like for the wives and, and uh, mothers of players behind, families. The, yeah, yeah, families families. behind the scenes and how things change with, with uh, training camp. And so we got another interview for you. Yeah, we, we uh, follow Jen Leno, Charles Leno, the offensive lineman, number 72. Number 72. Uh, we've follow, been following her for a while on Twitter, and we decided to reach out to her and see if she would uh, enjoy doing the podcast. And I'd like to welcome Jen Leno, uh, the wife of Charles Leno, number 72 of the Washington Commanders. Jen, thank you for joining us today. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, and, and for our listeners, uh, we wanted to bring in uh, Jen because she is very active and interacts with a lot of fans on Twitter and wanted to step back and... We know how hard the players work in training camp, uh, the grueling hours that they put in, the sweat, the pain that they all deal with. But we wanted to step back and have a discussion on how the, how the family dynamics change, right? It, it, a month ago, uh, it's, it's a different aspect for you than training camp starting tomorrow as well as, as the season. You know, you're, you're going through that transition now, right, Jen? Yeah, I'd say today was... Day was day one, but I kind of look at tomorrow as day one um, because today he didn't really start for real until one o'clock. So tomorrow morning when I wake up and he's leaving, um, I feel like it will actually feel like training camp. But today I had him home to help get the kids ready and dropped off at their little summer camp. So it wasn't so bad today. Right, right. Okay. And so what we what we also were talking about, folks, is that um, – we know that the players, as Ken pointed out, they get into a lot of the, gr- the grit and the grind throughout the season, but there's always the family uh, dynamic that's behind the scenes. And again, as Ken mentioned, uh, with Jennifer being active on social media, we get a glimpse into some of that. And so we thought this would be a great idea to give our listeners a little bit of an insight into behind the scenes. And so so with that, I've, I, I will be remiss, Jen, to say congratulations to you on the newborn baby. Okay. Thank um, you. I, I think the baby is what, baby, about a month? Two months. Five weeks yesterday. So wow, wow. So again, so congratulations on the on the new baby, and and it's, and it's all girls. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Three of them. Yeah, and, and and how old is your oldest? She turned two um, at the beginning of June. So I have one that was born June eighth, twenty twenty. One that was born May thirteenth, twenty twenty one, and this one was born June twentieth, twenty twenty two. So. Knocked them out back to back to back. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. So, so you, you can't help but understand that those are all during the off season, right? 
And so, oh, yes, we're very planned with our. our <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't want to ask that, but but this was planned, huh? Oh yeah, like I would be like, you know, not to share, you know, too sure. much information, but I'd be like, we can start trying on this date, and we can we have to stop by this <laughs> date right. if right. we're not pregnant. Wow! And wow. Um, you know, I've we've been very blessed because um, yeah, we clearly have gotten pregnant all three times that we tried very quickly if you can tell by the age gaps in our children yeah yeah and and that would make it a little bit easier where you know charles not having to miss any games and those types of things during the season you know to to be there for the birth of his of his baby right right and and his focus also yeah yeah absolutely so that's good that's good planning yeah i I mean full focus on family or, or or you know more a lot more focus on on football so that's yeah a lot a lot of families don't have that uh opportunity just the, the 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 way uh, the ability pl- to plan plans that, right yeah uh, does pl- plans don't always work out right when it comes to families uh, <laughs> the fact that it did for you all is, is actually fantastic so uh, you know three girls under two years old two three years year, old. under wow. three uh, is is quite a handful um, <laughs> and so in in the past I believe you talked about I thought I saw some tweets that you. Uh, had traveled to a lot of the away games. Is that correct? Yes, I used to travel um, back before kids. There was a year I went to every away game. So um, I love football. That's honestly, I feel like, what brought me and Charles together. Um, So I was like, I loved being able to go and attend games. Um, I feel like half the time I enjoy, you know, watching the games probably more than he enjoys playing clearly, you know, <laughs> but I was like, you know, even today he came downstairs. I'm like, did you see so-and-so got signed here? And he's like, Oh my gosh. He's like, you all, you know, everything before I do, you know? Um, so yeah, I used to attend a lot of games clearly now Well, the past, you know, we had COVID and then, uh, having, having our second daughter last year made things complicated and now we have three of them. So I don't get to attend too many away games, but I do bring them to, um, most of the home games and they'll be going to their first away game this year in Chicago. And nice. that's where I'm from and where Charles played for his first seven years. So. Right. Right. Yeah. We were hoping to try to go to that game. It, it's, st- it's still in the works and things, but it's, it's interesting that you mentioned Charles in Chicago because that was kind of where we were going, going next with Charles <laughs> in Chicago, which is where you met Charles. Right. And yes, and 2014, 2014. So I want you to talk a little bit because, again, we're going to refer to Twitter a lot here because, again, that's kind of where we've gotten to know Jen a little bit is through Twitter. And you posted um, and correct me with the details here is how you have mentioned you wanted a guy to propose to you in Chicago at Soldier Field. And then fast forward, we see Charles down on one knee proposing to you at Soldier Field. Yeah, so I actually said that when I, I think I was, you know, 17, 18, maybe 19 years old. This was clearly before I met Charles. I met him when I was 21. Um, But my grandfather was one of the longest season ticket holders in Bears history. Oh, wow. So I have been attending Bears games since probably before I could speak. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I have season tickets there because he unfortunately passed away, um, which is a whole other story with Charles, I can touch on is pretty cool though, how they ended up getting to meet. Um, 
But so when he passed away, he left me his Bears tickets. And I told Charles when I had met him, um, you know, clearly not right away, but mm-hmm. when we started dating and getting more serious, um, my grandpa was begging to meet him. And my grandpa was pretty young. He was my step grandpa. And it was like almost kind of weird, like how much he wanted to meet him. <laughs> right. And so finally, one year at Christmas time, um, none of my family had met Charles yet. But I'm one of those people that like, I don't bring home just anybody like right. I got to feel like you're going to be around for a while. Right, so, right. um, I, I, uh, we, you know, I finally got to a point. I'm like, I want you to meet my family. He was good with it. Uh, my family was good with it. And I gave a huge announcement before he arrived and said, we're not talking about football today. Like he is going to be part of our family for the holidays. Like let him feel like, you know, he's part of our family. Right. Everyone's like, okay, yeah, that's totally fine. My grandpa was glued to his side for the whole night talking about the Bears history. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so (laughs) clearly, actually, Charles thought it was so cool because it was stuff that he didn't know, you know, Mm and like talking about the T formation and all these things from the 80s. And clearly, I'm like, Charles and I weren't born yet. So um, he didn't mind it. But my grandpa ended up, he fell that night and ruptured a hernia and he passed away a week later. Wow. And so, this is, so we're talking a so, week after meeting Charles? Yes. Wow. I watched. So we met Charles on Christmas. My grandpa passed away on New Year's Eve, oh, which wow. is crazy. Also, it was his favorite holiday. So I'm like, it was wild. But in the last words, my grandpa said, I watched, um, I believe it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Bears game. It was in Tampa Bay. And I watched it from the hospital room with my grandpa. And the last words he said when I left and I was leaving to go to Charles' house because Charles had just landed Mm -hmm. after the game. Mm -hmm. And he said, I love you, go Bears. And he ended up passing away a few days later. So, um, yeah. So it was one of those things that Charles always made the joke and said, you know, he's like, I could never leave you because your grandpa will haunt me. Like, (laughs) you know, my, my grandfather was like my father figure growing up. So he was like, he basically gave me the approval, you know, and then he ended up passing away. So he's like, I'm stuck with you for life. I'm wow. like, I know. So, but wow. yeah, so it was wild. But yeah, so we met in Chicago and we've been together, you know, ever since. And he clearly took my little girl fantasy of getting proposed to at a Bears game to the next level and took me onto the field to propose. So that's wow. um, pretty cool. Well, that, well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, well, thanks well, for sharing that. Well, well Jen, if, if we can repeat this, uh, my daughter is 23 years old. Uh, if you could introduce her to a lot of the Redskins, it would be my dream for my daughter <laughs> to marry a Redskins football player <laughs> like your grandfather uh, did with you, right? <laughs> I love it. You know, we'll see if there's any good, good bachelors out there for her. We'll exactly. start open up <laughs> exactly exactly wow, that, that's a cool story though wow that, that is yeah man. yeah yeah that, uh, I, I did i didn't know that but that that's pretty awesome yeah and then yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and then fast forward and all of a sudden you're uh you know chicago decides to go a different direction and charles ends up signing with washington and we were excited by the way Oh, absolutely. As fans, we were pretty excited. And from, from a selfish uh, Washington fan perspective, absolutely. Yeah, uh, for, yes. you know, the, the chaos that instilled in in your life at that point, I, I'm I'm sure was was pretty, you know, was pretty chaotic. Um, but t- I, I saw. I think you may have <laughs> shared about the move from Washington. Yeah to uh i'm sorry from chicago, chicago to washington chicago. if you want to share if you want to share that uh that quick little story is, yeah. is pretty funny so 
Yeah, that was wild. Um, so we were due to be induced with our um, second daughter on May 13th. Um, and so clearly, you know, like everybody, we're watching the draft. We end up drafting a right tackle in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Charles had even reached out to him. Like, you know, his offensive line coach had given him his contact number. He reached out to the quarterback. Like, you know, all of this stuff. He talked to his coach at like 10 p.m. on Saturday night. Like, basically, you know, the typical, like, can't wait to get to work with these guys. Right. And then the next morning, um, day, you know, it was like Sunday morning. Len's agent, sorry, I call Charles Len for anyone that doesn't know that, but um, Len's agent started calling me and I was like, why is he calling me? And I picked up and he's like, why is he picking up his phone? That's all his words. And I was like, uh, he's on the phone uh, with his mental performance coach. He's like, Chicago's releasing you guys. Oh, and I was like, what? And so I walked down in the basement and he was on his phone. I was like, you need to mute your phone. I was like, Chicago just is releasing us. And he's like, wait, what? Wow. And I think for Charles and I, it was such a blind side because we truly believed that Charles was going to retire in Chicago. Right. He was drafted there. He was a seventh round draft pick, like, you know, played 95 consecutive games there. And we're like, there's not that much more, you know, in your career. We'll probably just retire here type right. of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, that we already had one scare in, what was it, March of last year because um, the Bears were trying to go after, you know, clearly you guys know him, Trent. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if that was the one guy I was like, you know what? If they replaced me with Trent, I'm good. And he was like, that's the best left tackle in the league. Like, right, right. I'll be happy type of thing, you know? Right. Um, but clearly, the Bears didn't have money to get him. So, we knew that wasn't happening. So, um, you know, it was very unfortunate. And uh, so, we got released. I believe it was May 3rd. I was due with the baby 10 days later. And I was like, okay. So, now I'm like, we have no job, which is something, you know, in seven years, we never had to worry about. Like, right. we always were under contract. You know, Charles has never really had a backup in the NFL, like, in the time in Chicago. And luckily, we know we have big Luke here who's a swing guy. But I'm like, he's never, you know, he's always been healthy. So, I'm like, we've always felt, like, really confident in, you know, his his job, you know, security. Mm-hmm. Correct. And uh, so, here we are. You know, I'm like, we've got 10 days until this baby zoo, you have no job. And my biggest concern, I was like, we're still covered on your insurance, right? (laughs) (laughs) At that point, I was just a stay at home mom with our, you know, our first daughter. And uh, he's like, yeah, we're good. Don't worry. You know, because I'm like, birds are really expensive. I hope that we have insurance. (laughs) And, um, and I think, you know, at first, the first feeling was, you know, shock. And then it was clearly a lot of sadness because like I said, we met in Chicago I'm from Chicago. Um, we started a family in Chicago. We bought our first home in Chicago. We got our dogs in Chicago. So, like, Chicago means Chicago's a lot. Chicago's home, right? Um, Especially for you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, yeah. And I was like, I never had left Chicago. I went to college in Chicago. Like, I went to graduate school in Chicago. Like, so I'm like, Chicago's just been my home forever. Right, right, like, right. none of my family until funny none of my family until i moved this past year had ever moved out of chicago but wow. both of my little sisters ended up leaving so wow. i must have started something yeah, so, yeah. Gen- um, generational there yeah <laughs> exactly right so um yeah so it was funny it was i believe the friday thursday or friday of the week after he'd been released and during this time monday tuesday wednesday thursday we had heard from you know multiple teams a lot of teams wanted him to play right tackle um, and he's like, at this point in my career, I'm not willing to go mm-hmm. to right tackle. Um, and he's like, I'd really like to stay at left tackle. 
And so, I, you know, kind of the excitement and joy took over. Like, where are we going to go? Like, this is pretty cool. Like, turning on TV and seeing everyone talking about, like, <laughs> this is a huge cut. Like, where is he going to go? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, we're going to a new place. Like, this is crazy. Right. And so I, we both actually thought we were going to end up in Indianapolis. Um, they needed a left tackle at the time. And Charles is um, his offensive or his offensive line coach from college is now the offensive line coach for the Colts. So we thought for sure, like they had already been in talks, like, you know, just texting back and forth. And he was just like, you know, it, we might bring you in type of thing. Um, but at that point, they ended up bringing in Eric Fisher, who ended up passing his physical. And uh, their GM, I believe, is who drafted him in the Chiefs. So, right. like, they already had that, that relationship. So I'm like, damn. I'm like, okay. And I went to go take a nap after um, our agent kind of said they're leaning towards Eric Fisher. And I was like, all right. Um, I went and took a nap and I woke up and his agent called me. He's like, yeah, Washington will send you your flight info for Monday. <laughs> like I hear him on the phone yeah. and I'm like, your flight info, I'm due with the baby in four days. What do you mean your flight info? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, they want to bring me in. Well, me being, you know, Miss Chicago and loving the bears, clearly I'm a big coach Rivera fan. Right. And I'm like, look at, God, like, I'm wow. like, he wants us to go pray for Coach Rivera. And Charles had always said Coach Rivera is one of the coaches in the league he'd want to play for. It was Coach Rivera, I think, Sean McVay, and or um, the Pittsburgh coach, was it Tomlinson? Tomlin, like, yeah, like Tomlinson. those are Tomlin, yeah. Tomlin. I'm like, I want to say Tomlin at first. And I'm like, yeah, that's just who it is. And um, so he, those are a couple of the coaches he wants to play for. So I'm like, all right, go on your visit. So he leaves at like 5 a.m. I'm contrasting, of course. Oh, I'm like, well, this is great. Oh, right. And so like, I'm literally, I'm not even like telling him because I'm like, okay, you need to go on this visit. Like, I hope it goes well, like type of thing. And he went on his visit. They had him do like a little physical thing. And then they asked him to stay overnight. And he called me. He's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, um, <laughs> not, not very well. And he's like, all right, I'm coming home. And I was like, no. I was like, are they going to sign you? Like, you know, he's like, I don't care. I have to come home. Like, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not going <laughs> to sign him because his wife is contrasting right now. And luckily his agent texted me. He's like, they loved him. And I was like, okay, well that's good. And he ended up having to take like an economy seat, like in the back of the oh, plane. Wow. Cause uh, they, he, he ended up, yeah. I'm like, he missed his flight because they kept him so long, like talking that they had to put him on another flight, but they didn't have another flight back to Chicago oh, with man. any, you know, bigger seats. Right. So, uh, yeah, he ended up, he came back and luckily the baby st stayed put, but we found out right away on Tuesday, they had already were in contract talks and, uh, you know, then I got to Wednesday, we accepted the deal on Wednesday and I had the baby on Thursday and they had a FedEx, a contract to him to sign. So because he <laughs> couldn't fly back there, cause I'm like, I, you're not leaving me at the hospital, <laughs> right, you know? right. um, but that ended up being, you know, that was May 13th. We, he signed it at home. Um, and, uh, we were on the road and moving by the end of July, which is a whole nother crazy process because we ended up, we had a baby sign a contract, put our Illinois house up for sale, mm -hmm. moved to Virginia and bought a home in Texas all within those basically two months. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, it was crazy. We clearly had to pack up our house, send half of it to Texas, half to Virginia. And uh, a week before, or a week, like a day before we were, two days before we were supposed to pack up and move out to um, Virginia, our moving plans of our company kind of backfired on us. Uh -oh. So we had to pack up a U-Haul and I drove the Escalade with 
two babies, one who just turned one and one who was not even two months yet, or just turned two months. Right. And then uh, Charles drove a U-Haul with our two dogs, and it was such a tight <laughs> fit that his knees were touching the steering wheel. So, um, yeah, it was, and we left the house at five in the morning. We didn't get to Virginia until 1 a.m., but we did it, and we did not, you know, like clearly we only stopped for feedings and bathroom breaks, right. but wow. we went straight through. It was crazy. Wow. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, I made the mistake of letting Charles choose where we were going to live last year, right. and he chose the 31st floor of a um, sky rise. <laughs> and uh, we have two dogs. And I had two babies. Right. And clearly, he's gone from 6 a.m. to like 6 p.m. every day. So to take out two dogs means I have to get two babies ready right. to go outside all the time. Oh. So, um, so yeah, we lived, um, me, Charles, two children, and two dogs in a 1,200-square-foot sky-rise apartment last year. Wow. And it was the worst my life wow. so thank goodness that charles had a great season because every day when i took those dogs out i'm like why did i let him do this <laughs> wow. lesson lesson so, learned there huh yes yeah. safe to say that we got a home this year and everyone has their own bedroom and we have a fenced in yard so i just let the dogs out it's wonderful congratulations and like we said earlier we we love charles we enjoyed we were excited that he was coming to to washington and and we were extremely ecstatic i'm sure you not as much as you guys were once they signed the uh, the contract extension. So we were happy that he stayed. Yes, definitely, definitely. We were, we were excited as as fans, yeah. as fans. So and of course, I'm I'm say, sure I, I actually love it. We both love it here. Like we have a beautiful home in Texas. It's literally our dream home. And as we were looking at each other, you know, probably about three four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm like, the house that we live in here is just so like practical. And I'm like, this is so much more us. Like people always say, I'm like, offensive linemen are like the most, I feel like, normal on a football team. That's just how I personally feel. Maybe it's because my husband. But I'm right. like, we're not like, listen, glamour. Like, we're just like normal people. I sure, like, sure. And I was like, I, I can so see the that, house actually. that we live in, you know, I'm like, I just love that we have like trees and like a neighborhood with, you know, a lot of kids. And I was like, I love it out here. So uh, it's funny though, our house here definitely resembles our house in Chicago. So. Clearly, we were missing Chicago when we purchased it. <laughs> right, right. Very nice. Well, well and I don't. Uh, I don't know that that uh, that we mentioned that to you, Jim. But Ken and I actually are in Dallas, so we're huge Washington fans. And there's a big fan club here, and we go to the bar and we have our own exclusive area where we can watch all the Washington games. And that's what we are every Sunday. But we are actually look here. At that. We're we actually right here in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. Well, and that's like me. What, me what, and Charles. That's where we live in the off season. So. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So what? Uh, what? led you to be to look in texas for at for a house yeah yeah charles he trains out in dallas every off season um with a guy whose name is duke he's known for a lot of the big left tackles and just offensive linemen in general Um, so he has a facility that charles trains at so we were staying with his agent every year for a couple months over the summer i shouldn't say every year because um, I worked full time for quite some time. So we would go like on a long weekend or Charles would go stay with his agent, um, you know, and I come visit or whatnot. But eventually clearly with COVID, we ended up, um, we got an apartment in 2020, um, just for off season and he trained out there and we just loved the area his agent lived in. Um, and we're like, we think that one day, like, this is where we want to settle down with a family. And, um, so we ended up, we did not think like, it was going to happen when it did 
last off season, I think we looked at probably like 50 homes and <laughs> we're like, no, 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 no. We don't like any of them. And it just so happened. Um, one of Len's, I think it was a real estate agent he met, sent him this house that we now own. Um, he's like, it's not on the market yet, but it looks like everything that you and your wife have wanted. And it truly is like everything we wanted. Well, now I, I shouldn't say that because you know how it is. You move in a house and you think it's <laughs> sure, amazing. Sure. And then you're like, oh, I actually want to do this. So, yeah, yeah we're like, we want to build a gym out to, off of the house. Because I'm like, yeah, if we have this house that we never want to leave, we probably should have a gym here. So we'll probably have to do that eventually. But, um, yeah, we just loved the area. And clearly being in Chicago for all of those years, uh, Charles was like, I'm not living here long term because of the winters. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm used to it. Like, you know, I mean, 40 degrees to me is like beautiful. So, you know, <laughs> um, if, if, if you would be clearly now, it's, yeah. now it's Texan. So I have to you know, change that a little bit because like 110 degrees out yeah, there. Yeah, I was going. I was going to say, if you've been in here in Texas the last month, uh, where we've barely, you know, e- even at nighttime, it barely dips below 80. Um, you know, it's over 100 and dips to around 78 degrees. It's you get, it takes some getting used to for that as well. Oh but, yeah. So when Charles is from California, so we had to figure out. I was like, California is so expensive that we're like, we're not going to California. Illinois was too cold, so it was either. Florida, Texas, or Arizona, and we just decided Texas because it was smack dab in the middle of there everyone. You there you well, go. Congratulations and welcome to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so. I, I, uh, one of the things I'd like to, I guess, from your perspective, from again, from a wife and mother's perspective, um, you were talking about, you know, Charles being around. I mean, obviously he's training, you know, throughout the season to, to stay in a, a certain level of shape. Um, but what, you know, what are the dynamics within the house that are different, uh, you know, last week versus, you know, next week when he's or the next few months yeah when, when yeah. he's when he's <laughs> yeah when he's you know <laughs> yeah because it's, it's deep, started now it's, right it's I'm start saying, a, a week from now and then continues on for yeah. pretty much the rest of the season the rest of the year yeah so i mean starting now through the rest of the year um you know clearly these days of camp are a little longer he's gone you know basically 6 a.m to 8 p.m 9 p.m you know depending on the day um, wow. I did hear they might get out a little earlier this year. So fingers crossed. We'll see. Yeah. Um, today's a late day for them just cause, uh, they started later. So he won't get home till probably near 10 tonight. Mm. Um, but during the season, um, Mondays, let's see Mondays after the game, he does. Oh, I think he's actually already home. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, during the season, um, you know, range anywhere from six, six thirty till six six thirty at night, um, you know, depending on the day. And then with in between, you know, massages and treatments afterwards, some days he's not done till eight, you know, nine or eight thirty at night. Sure. Um so that's kind of how our season is. During off season, it's definitely he's a definitely a hands on dad. Um, so he helps wake the girls up in the morning. Uh, they go to a little school, so he helps, he drops them off. Nice. Um, he does bath time every night. So that's something I have to put back into my routine now, now that we're in season on the days that, you know, either he has a massage or he's late, but we're, we're hoping that, you know, if, if he's home by five, five thirty, that he'll still get to be a part of that. But, yeah. um, it's definitely clearly, you know, we'll always say that our family's first priority, but when it comes to football, there's certain things that you can't 
control so um, with his schedule and whatnot so um unfortunately our little ones go to bed super early so they're in bed usually by six and so you know those days that are later days he's not going to be able to see them like for instance tonight he he ran home on a his short little hour break just to pick the girls up from school to say you know basically good night to them and turned around and went right back to work so that's awesome that's awesome the uh um so so real quick so so with the camp being in um, in Ashburn as opposed to Richmond. So this is going to allow him to continue to do these things and that's going to be helpful to you, right? I mean, it's, I guess kind of your thoughts on the camp not being on the road. Yeah, I mean, I'm clearly ecstatic because he gets to at least come home at night and I get to see him, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully, clearly we'll figure out more so like within the week or next week just because today is day one. We don't know if that's really how the schedule's going to be and then there's days if he needs to get treatment or, you know, he needs to talk to a coach or something, he has to say, he has to do it during that time. So right, at that point, then he, he can't come home. So, um, a lot of probably FaceTime calls to the girls and whatnot. Uh, our little one, our oldest one today, she cried when he left. So oh, she was, oh, she was man. upset. Yeah. Yeah. It, she's, she's gotten used to, to daddy being, being home on a, on a more regular basis. So, uh, oh, yeah. d- definitely All a shift for the kids. Girls. Yeah. 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 They love their daddy. So a- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, everybody loves their daddy, but when, you know, as big as he is, you know, I'm sure he can easily, you know, hold all three in his arms like it's like it's no big exactly. deal. Uh, so that, that, yep. that's, that's pretty cool. That is, that is very cool. I, I guess even in, in, a, in a few years, um, the girls might even be at the age to where you, you do start traveling again with them. You know, it's, uh, oh, yeah, I yeah, say I would yeah. love to, like I said, we're going to go to one this year, so we'll see how it goes and we'll take it from there. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's yeah. awesome that, that the one game that you're going to and, and the year this year we're playing Chicago cause we play Chicago every couple of years. Yeah. And so Thursday night, a, Thursday night. Yeah. Game and year, it's yeah. a primetime game. So that's going to be awesome. I, I'm sure you're yeah, excited to wait. go back to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I haven't been at Soldier Field since 2019 because of COVID. So uh, yeah. I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Wow. So. Awesome. The, uh, <laughs> I know, again, from, from people that don't follow you on Twitter, uh, one of the things that I've noticed over, over, over time is, you know, when you think of offensive linemen, you think of how much, how much they work out, how strong they are, and how much they eat. And, <laughs> Jen, Jen, you post some meals that look fantastic. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh <laughs> You know, and and I think I've seen other people post it, and I, and I want to encourage you know if you have some good recipes, add that to add that to your <laughs> your Twitter because, like I said, some of those meals that uh, that you show uh, look fantastic. I appreciate it. Yeah, I say it's funny is he just heated up some food right now, getting ready to eat. But yeah, um, yeah, I say I love cooking. That's one of my things that is kind of just like a pastime for me. So even uh, he went to camp and I'm like, do I need to cook dinner? And I think he was more so looking at it like I'm not trying to be a burden type of thing, you know. Right. But then today he was like, yeah, can you whip something up? I'm like, yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I, say I love cooking and just throwing new things together and like I said, hopefully, hopefully teach my little girls cook yeah. too. So. Right, right. Well, I do have one question. Um, one, one other question I should say is, I guess kind of touch on a little bit um, during the season, as, as you've kind of alluded to here, is the late nights, the long days and the late nights for the guys, right? So how does that help? What kind of support system you guys have from other, other wives of the, of, the, of the teammates? And I'm touching on this because of what happened 
when you mentioned about Charles being in Texas and uh, Chase, Chase Roulier, our starting center, going to pick up Charles from the airport, his wife staying with you at the hospital and all that kind of stuff. So just during the season, do you get a lot of support from all the other wives? You guys just kind of band together and help each other out. Is that how that works? Yeah, I'd say, I think, and, you know, I will say we've only been on the two teams, but I've heard from everyone in the league. Um, when people say football is family, like it's truly like that is your family, especially during football season. Yeah. Um, you know, that a lot of people don't have family nearby. So those are the people that you, you know, that yeah. you lean on when you need. Sure. Um, and you do become very close to them. You know, we do Bible studies and events together and charity events and things like that. Um, because, you know, those are your sisters and your help when you need it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. like you said, for those that, you know, kind of to expand more on that, um, my, so with my first two children, my water never broke and I was induced. Um, so with my third, we thought for sure it was getting induced again. We had scheduled the date mm-hmm. and, uh, we had almost a month left until the baby was due. Um, Charles had flew back to Texas to pick up some baby items and some other things that we had left there, like at our home. So mm-hmm. it was a short trip. He was flying out at, I think 7am and was coming back that night. Oh, wow. So it was, <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't planning on staying there long. He was still going to be home that night. And, um, uh, I ended up, he took off and I was like, I'm going to take a nap. I brought the girls to school that morning and I was just like really tired. So I took a nap and it literally, I woke up when like he was landing. I'm like, I just slept for three hours at like nine in the morning. I'm mm. like, I don't know why I'm so tired today. And so a few more hours went by. Um, I was getting ready to pick up the girls and I was like, I'm just going to lay down for a little longer again. And, uh, and I told Charles, I call him when I woke up and talked to him at fourth. And it's funny. I actually literally tweeted out, like, you know, I don't even know if I'd know if I was in labor or something, like five minutes before I called Charles. <laughs> right. I literally called Charles. I stand up and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm, I walk to the bathroom. I was like, Len, my water just broke. And he's like, talking to his agent, not even paying attention to me. And I was like, Len, Len, I'm like, Len, my water just broke. And of course, you know, typical man I was like, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Um, and he's like, wait, wait, what? And he's like, this would happen, you know? And I'm like, okay. I was like, well, I have, I have to figure out what, what to do because us being new to Virginia, we don't know very many people. Right. So I, and I have two children. So and now my husband isn't here. Um, so I sent a mass text out. We have like a big group chat with all the girls here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is anybody in town? And it just so happened that the whole thumbs were getting married that past weekend. So a lot of people that normally would have been in town, we're out of town for their wedding. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, okay. So luckily um, the Rouliers called me and I declined her call because I was telling my mom that my water broke. And so then she's texting me and she was like, what, what do I need to do? Like me and Chase, we're on our way to your house. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> okay. It's like, they didn't even have her address. So I'm like, I don't know. They just started driving towards, you know, <laughs> right. where we live. <laughs> and then luckily um, the Norwells also texted me and said, we're in town. What do you need me to do? And uh, the Norwells had just had a baby three weeks prior to that um so but they're also new like, to well, virginia what? as well right because yeah, we, we so, just signed yeah signed, we yeah yeah i'd only met brooke one time so <laughs> um which is andrew's wife so they i ended up going to um pick up my my girls from their school i get home and the really is and the norwells are standing in my driveway um, That's and awesome. I'm like, awesome. okay. And I'm like sitting there talking to them. They're like, Jen, go get your stuff for the hospital. I'm like, <laughs> okay. And like, clearly I'm nervous, like leaving my kids and 
I think Brooke said that Andrew had 17 nieces and nephews. So they're like, um, they're like, don't worry, we'll take good care of them. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'll order them food when I get to the hospital. They're like, we can get them food. It's okay. <laughs> um, you know, and yeah. so, you know, I was taking out the girls' pajamas and they're like, Jen, go pack a bag because I didn't have a hospital bag packed. And I was just so frantic, but I wasn't contracting at the time. So I wasn't mm. really worried. And uh, so we got to the hospital they, uh, Chase ended up, they only would let Sarah come in. Um, so she came in with me and Chase waited. Charles' agent had booked him on a new flight so he could get in earlier. Yeah. And so we, me and Sarah were just hanging out and she probably learned every little bit about my life because I was like, <laughs> I think I was just trying to, you know, put myself not in labor, even though I was yeah, in labor. Yeah, and, right. um, and I ended up, um, progressing <gasps> super fast that day um mm-hmm. yeah we're talking about you little girl <laughs> <laughs> um i progressed really really fast and uh you know unfortunately i didn't even have time to get that epidural because they took too long wow. and ended up having the baby and charles and chase got there about an hour and a half later sarah got to cut the umbilical cord of the baby so that was a pretty cool moment um you know, and like I said, I'm fortunate that we plan these to have off season babies and then this <laughs> happened, but right. everyone was healthy and, you know, it was good. That is awesome. And again, as fans, we forget, you know, the, the, the personal lives of, of you know, football families. And so for, for something like that, I mean, that's everyday life for, for us, yeah, right? Yeah. And we just know that we see players and their kids and we never think about those types of scenarios can happen to anybody. You know, NFL players exactly. alike, you know, and so so but but that's great. And, and I was pointing out that Andrew and those guys had just gotten to D.C., you know, or sh- had just yeah, signed right, there. So right. so they themselves didn't know their way around, but yet they was willing to come out and help out um, a, a fellow teammate and his family and his wife and his kids. So that was that's awesome. Good story. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. is. And, you know, it's a from from a fan perspective, not only the families, but, you know, here we're getting ready to truly get uh, deep into training camp and you know I would imagine with all the moves that they that Washington made in the offseason uh, people people getting healthy compared to last year the signing of Wentz um, you know the draft picks and, and free agents they brought in uh, there should be a lot of excitement in in Washington and I'm, and I'm sure Charles is, is feeling that and and yourself as well of course yeah okay I just yeah. can't wait to like I said get into a routine we both get into a routine and you know get back rolling into things but, but I got, I got I'm and gonna, bring our girls to some games because uh, they're starting to understand that every time they see a football player on TV, they say, dad, dad, <laughs> even though not dad, dad, sure, but so sure. it's like, so, so they will enjoy it this year. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot and you don't have to you, but you don't have to answer it. <laughs> so I think it's week nine, Thursday night in Chicago. Who are you rooting for? I rooted against Chicago all last year. Like that sounds so bad because it's my favorite team, but I was still very salty. So um, <laughs> I, I, can like, so, I can appreciate yeah, that. I can appreciate that. You know, I was like, after he retires, I'll probably go back to being a Bears fan. But right, right now I'm like, I have a couple friends on the team that I'll root for, but right. when we play them, I'm sorry. Like that's, I feel like that's almost like growing up a Bears fan. I look at the Bears right now like they're the Packers. Yeah, well, like, I, I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna I don't t- like them. Yeah, I, I'm going to speak for for 
all the Washington Commander fans is we want you to stay a Commander fan. We don't want you to go back to to the Chicago uh, fandom. We, you know, stay stay here in in DC in the Burgundy and Gold. But but I but I was. I'm sorry, I say Charles only has a a handful of teams that he hasn't beaten in his career, and it just so happens clearly Chicago's one of them because he played there for seven years, so he can't beat himself. So I'm going to need him to do that so he can mark a team off (laughs) off the list. And and I imagine that's going to be somewhat emotional for him as well to be going back to play those guys and and going back to where his career started. I mean, this this is we'll be tuned in for sure and yeah. and I will definitely be remembering this this interview and the conversation that we've had with you guys and I'm I'm going to probably remind Ken and we'll remind each other about sure. you know Jen is at the game, got the kids and Charles back in <laughs> Chicago and everything. And and cuz I have an idea what that's like when you go back some place that uh, that you're very familiar with and just close to your heart like that. So yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'd say definitely definitely excited. Um you know, unfortunately, I feel like it'd be better if, uh, you know, they, they cleared house this year. So, like, there's not very many people there that we know anymore. But, I like, it's still fun. I know Charles has a, a couple of teammates he's going to have to go against now. So, yeah, it, sure. uh, it'll be fun for, for everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Well, well Jen, I, I, we don't want to take up uh, too much of your family time. We enjoy talking about it, but we don't want to take up too much of it. So we appreciate your time for tonight. Uh, for those that don't, uh, for any of our listeners that don't follow Jen on uh, Twitter, she's at Jennifer M. Leno 72 and I encourage you to follow her. She is She's very engaging, uh, posts a lot of positive things out there related to her family and the team. She's a good follow. Absolutely a good follow. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Try to just keep it real. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And I, I think that's what we like is that, you know, we, we can relate to, to you, even though we've never met you and we don't personally know you like that. We feel like we feel like we know you guys. Yeah, we, we do have a connection uh, through through Twitter and obviously through the the Washington Commanders, so. Uh, th- thank you for your time and of course and uh, well, thank yeah. you guys for having me absolutely absolutely is there anything that you're doing right now that you want to talk about before we let you go um, well, we're hoping to start getting some things back rolling with our organization beyond the entertainer so you uh, follow that on social media it's beyond T-H-E like the 72 um, so say have uh, your guys people follow there and stay in touch with that account and uh see some cool things we're going to do this football season absolutely and, and as you get rolling with that if there's anything that we can do to help publicize that uh we, we would definitely be more than glad to help you all out with that awesome yeah i'll definitely be in touch with you guys for sure perfect all righty and thank you again and it, this means a lot to us and we really do appreciate it absolutely thank you very much all right Sam. well you guys have a great night thanks you thank too. you bye-bye all right bye